It's uh, another honor from God to give us this wonderful moment to be in his temple. Um, this is what David said in the word of the Lord. He said he will live to declare the works of the Lord. And again, on some other place, he says that surely goodness and mercy shall follow him all the days of his life, and that he shall dwell in the temple of the Lord. And then the book of Psalms, the Bible says, though war may break at night or during the day, he said, I will not be afraid. He says, because of one reason, that I may dwell in the temple of God and behold the beauty of his glory. You see, so the biggest reason why God said he will leave is nothing else. The whole reason why God said David will leave was so that David can live in his temple, you know, and behold his beauty of the glory of the Lord. God will change your life and you will never be the same again. Amen. I want to challenge anyone who's watching me now in faith. My God has never failed. He made Jesus resurrect from the dead. And he is seated at the right hand side of the Father where he is coming to rapture his church. And I want to say this thing to you, that I don't save a dead God. I save God who is alive. If you are believing in me right now, that he can heal you, that he can save you, that he can forgive your sins, that he can remember you. I want you to believe that. And before we continue, I want you to understand one thing. If you don't believe in God, stay on that TV. By the end of the time we'll be finishing this service, you will begin to believe that Jesus loves you and that he wants you to be saved. And if you already believe, I want you to be attentive today and tell all the friends you know and all the family members you know that today something is going to happen. Because I have so much faith that God will remember you. I have taken up journey where I'm teaching you and I'm, I'm, I'm ministering to you uh, the message on true repentance. So we had a message on true repentance. Um, we opened the Bible and just for the sake of those who is your first time to uh, listen to this message. Uh, we opened the Bible from the book of uh, 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 Revelation chapter 2 verse 5. Revelation chapter 2 verse 5. Um, in Revelation 2 verse 5. Can we have the scripture? It says, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and All right. do the first works. Now, um, we, we, um, we did share already there. I'm just trying to, to have a small revision on what um, I was sharing uh, last time. And we saw some few things that are very important from that scripture. I did mention to you that um, the word, um, uh, remember therefore from once that art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I'll come unto thee quickly and I'll remove the candlestick out of his place except thou repent. Now I did mention to you that the word repent there, I said it's, it's the same word we use when you have a building that has been painted. Now, it's dirty. What do you do to the beauty? You repent it. You put new paint. In other words, the building now, it's no longer looking with the first paint it had. This moment in time, it has been repented. 
Now, I told you, I said, people make a mistake of repentance and feeling sorry. I said, being sorry, it is not repentance. Some people know how to say, sorry, Lord, I did something wrong. But that's not repentance. Repentance is when you completely stop. You don't just, just feeling sorry. No. Actually, the word repent, on the word from the Greek meaning, it actually, it actually means to feel sorrow. It's something that makes you feel like this is wrong. Now, the word repentance today, the Bible says, um, remember, we are dealing with the church here of Ephesus in the Revelation chapter 2. This is a letter that is being written by uh, uh, John. God speaks to him and he says to the church in Ephesus, all right, to the church in Ephesus, write. To the church where? In Ephesus. He says, write. Write what? Say, write these things. He says, I know your works. Okay, if, if, we, if we start from, uh, uh, um, from verse 1. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write. These things, says the, uh, he, he that holds the seven stars in the, his right hand, who walks in the, in the midst of the seven golden uh, candlesticks. I know thy works. Now, from there, uh, from that scripture, the Bible says, He who holds, how many candlesticks? Seven. Seven candlesticks. Now, how many churches are being addressed in the book of Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3? Seven churches, which means each church has got a candlestick. Now, I told you what is a candlestick. It is where you put the candle. All right? It's a stick that holds the candle. All right? Now, the Bible says this candle is golden. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. Then it says, I know the works. I know your works. The church of Ephesus, I know your works. What? I know your works. And what happens with these works? And thy labor. And thy patience. So, here, God is acknowledging that these people, they have got so much labor for God. They still labor for God. They have got still works for God. It says, and, and the patient, they're still patient. They are still believing God for something. They're still hoping God for something. God is not denying. He says, I acknowledge. I know you still have got patience. I know you still believe. I know you still have got works. I, I know you still uh, have got um, um, the labor. You still work for God. You still do this. You still do that. He says, I know. I have got no problem with that. But there's a problem. He says, I even know um, uh, the works and the labor and the thy patience and how thou uh, canst not bear them, which are evil. And thou hast tried them, which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. He says, I even know that you, you are able to know people who pretend to be apostles, but they are not apostles. If this, if this verse was saying, and I know you have found them who claim to be prophets and are not. Every pastor could be preaching about this verse. The Bible says uh, we have tried those who claim to be prophets and they are not. Unfortunately, here he's talking about apostles. He says, and uh, not my apostles, uh, these are real apostles. He says, and you have tried them. You know, 
we are God's children and therefore we have the nature of God. Right? We have the nature of God. And, and, and we need to rule and dominate as God rules and dominates. Oh my God. You hear that, right? But now the Bible here continues. Says, it says, I know you have tried them. I know your labor. I know your works. It says, I know your patience. Now when the people have got these things, they confuse themselves to think everything's okay in their life. They go like, no, I'm still strong in the Lord. I have got patience. I'm still believing God. I'm still laboring. I'm still working. It says, I know you have all those things. But God has got a problem. It says, I know you're still working. I know you're still serving. I know you're still doing all the, what you can do. I know you do that. I got no problem with all those type of things. I know you still believe. and I, I know you still come to church. I know you still uh, uh, watch services. I know you still do all these type of things. But here the Bible continues. It says what? It says, hmm. It says, and I even know that you have born and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. It says, I acknowledge you are not fainting for my name's sake. It says, I know you still do these things. Verse 4, it says, nevertheless, but nevertheless, it says, I have somewhat against you. There is something that I have against you. I don't care about you praying, you still fasting, you still doing the work of God, you still believing. You say, I got no problem with that. All right? He said, I know you're still labeling. I know you're still working for my ministry. He said, I got no problem with that. He said, the only thing I have against you, he says, because thou has left thy first love. Verse 4. He says, you have left your first love. What is this? He says, there's a certain love you had for me, which is no longer there. He says, there's that love. I know you still uh, pray. I know you still fast. I know you still do. You still seek me. You still do that. I said, but the only problem you have, you have forsaken your first. No, say louder. Love. You have forsaken your first. Love. Your first love. Come on, I want to hear you, wherever you are, watching on TV, Major One Connect, on Prophetic Channel, on YouTube, uh, on Facebook. Say first love. First love. Now, so God here says, I have got one thing against you. First love. So I did the mention to you. I said, okay, let's go to verse 5. Before we go there, let's, let's, let's look at the first love of the people of Ephesus. What is this first love that they have forgotten? Number one, their hunger for God. According to Acts 18 verse 20, they had a hunger for God. The people of Ephesus, they had so much hunger. All right? But this time around, they're just labeling, they're just, you know, praying, they're just coming to church. But their hunger for God, which they had at first, is no longer there. Do you understand? They're no longer having the hunger they had before. So God says, I need your hunger back. You used to have hunger. You needed to read the Bible. You needed, at some time at night, you'd wake up and pray. You would feel like praying, but now you're no longer doing it. So you say, you, say you, have for, you have forgotten your first love you had. You used to pray. You used to seek me. You used to feel like praying. you like, oh, I want to do something for God. You say, that energy is no longer there. Watch this. Two, fellowship. In Acts 18.27, we see the people of Ephesus calling for men of God to encourage, to exhort them. We see them. Their fellowship for the things of the kingdom began to cease. 
their tendencies to their home cells, to stewardships, to leadership meetings, to save God, their fellowships to prayer, to have that fellowship began to cease. When it's a Sunday, when it's a Monday, they used to watch every diplomatic service. Oh, oh what's going on now? Say so the first love is going. Fellowship. Number three, they, they sacrificed their reputation. According to uh, Acts 19 verse 9, we hear the Bible saying, they actually there was a law that said anyone in Ephesus, anyone who shall believe must stay in their own location. For the sake of Christ, they actually sacrificed their reputation. They went to an isolated place for two years, being isolated. Now, in the book of Revelation, it says you have forgotten that. You're no longer doing that. Nowadays, it's like, oh, I don't want to be associated with, uh, uh, with this religion. You know, it's like now they, uh, they, 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 they began to be scared, being embarrassed, ashamed. Like, I don't want to be part and parcel. Do, do you go to that church? No, 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 I, I don't. I don't go. I don't go. But at first, they were sacrificing their reputation for the sake of the kingdom. But now, they are, they are a bit scared. So, number three, we see the people of Ephesus could sacrifice their reputation. Number four, they actually loved Jesus. They had a love for Jesus. They had a love for Jesus. They loved Jesus just so much. Acts 19 from verse 9. You see, the Bible says they loved to be taught the word of God. They loved Jesus with all their hearts. And we looked at another thing is faith. In Ephesians 1 verse 15, we see they had so much faith. Even Apostle Paul was shocked. But right now, in, in Revelation chapter 2, their faith was no longer like the way they had before. They had accepted they will, they will remain poor the way they were. They had accepted that their, their sickness is supposed to be the way where it is. They had accepted that this is, this is, you know, their faith in God began to cease. And the Bible continues. Uh, we also looked at another thing, which... Uh, uh, that they were very fast to confess. If they did something wrong, they could immediately confess, oh, I've done something wrong. Now, this is a simple question to you. To say, how is your spiritual life now? Are you, are you loving God the way you used to love him before? Or what you want right now is just a miracle. Uh, you just want a, a healing, a breakthrough, deliver us for your children, your children are into drugs, and all you want is my kids to be delivered. I just want my children to be free. Uh, prophet, I need a financial breakthrough. I need a miracle. I need this thing to happen. Maybe this is what you're looking for. Listen to me. God is calling for you. He says, remember your first works. He says, remember your first love you had. He says, if you will not do it, I will remove, he says, or else, I like the scriptures, or else I will remove the lampstand. Or else I will remove the lampstand. I know you are busy right now fasting and praying for miracles to happen around you. But God, when he looks at you, he's looking at you on your, on your spiritual life level. I know you need, but you see, you, you must understand this. All the miracles that God will do for you, he's actually going to do them to lead you to himself. Yeah. It's not to, to make you happy. 
It's not to, to please you. God performed miracles in order to lead you to himself. So God is calling you. He says, I'm going to perform this miracle in order for your faith, for you to know I am the Lord. It's not because it's just for, for pleasure, for joy. Like, oh, I got a miracle, I just got healing. Oh, praise God. Prophet, you have no idea how my life has changed. It's not for pleasure. Most of you, you're watching me now. God once healed you. You came into this ministry, a miracle happened. But did that miracle lead you to Christ? No. It led you to another problem. You began now to look for something bigger. And because it's not happening, you are now doubting. You know, like, I don't know. I thought that miracle that happened was supposed to lead you to Jesus. Right now, the miracle happened before. It didn't lead you to Christ. And I doubt if this miracle again, if he can do another miracle, if the second miracle can lead you to Christ. I doubt. Miracles are supposed to lead you. Miracles are supposed to lead you to himself. Now, he did it before. He healed you before. He paid for your rent before. He saved you before. He did this thing for. Did it help you spiritually? You find out it just made you to, to start looking for more now. You're looking for more. Oh, you, and because now, now more is not happening, you are murmuring. Mm. Can you imagine God performing a way on the rainy season? Parted the sea and they passed. Mm -hmm. After passing when they were hungry, they said, Moses, it's better where we were. They, they forgot the miracle of the rainy sea. There are so many people who have forgotten what God did for them. And all they are looking at is what is failing to happen now. What is delaying to happen now. And all their eyes are on if this thing can happen. Why is it not happening? Remember, it says, it says I know your works. I know. I know your love. I know you labor. I, I say until now, you are still laboring. But it says, remember your first works. It says, it says, and... Repent. Remember your first, we have seen the first works. What are the first works? The love for Christ. Is it still there? Do you still love Jesus the same way you used to love him? It says, it says they were very what? They were fellowshipping. Um, uh, uh, the spirit of fellowshipping was there. Some of you, you, you had to watch the TV. You had to watch the services. You had to read the Bible. You had to fellowship with. Is, is the fellowship still there? You see, they had a hunger for God. Is the hunger still there? I know you're still having the works. You're still laboring. I know you're still. But are you, st are you like the way you were? That's the question. Now the Bible says, remember where you have fallen. It's a simple thing. Don't have a question to say, so what must I do? How can I do? It says, just remember where you have fallen. Sit down and think what really happened. It's a simple thing. Remember how you have fallen. <clears throat> simple thing. If you're watching me now and you're saved, trust you and me today, you'll be saved. If, if you have fallen, God is calling for you to come back to Christ. Watch this. Watch the scripture. You know? And, and today, I will just touch a little bit of uh, what I'll be talking you know, on these other, other few days. You know when you're talking about repentance and forgiveness and receiving Jesus, you know, no one says I receive. <laughs> ah, repent. You see, when you look at me today, all you should be thinking is repentance. 
I'm telling you, if, if just look at me, just repent. You see, rep I'm having a message. Yes. Repent. Amen. I'm continuing where I stopped last week mm. on true repentance. Mm. The people of Ephesus, mm -hmm. oh my God, at first they were so powerful. Mm. Read Acts 19. You will see from verse uh, 11, they loved miracles. They loved, they could go to Paul and just beg for a handkerchief. They could go to Paul and beg for an apron. But in Revelation chapter 2, they stopped. I'm telling you, it's like somebody who was using oil, anointing oil. But now it's like, ah, oh, no. They're no longer using it. In Acts 19, say they loved miracles. They were, they were being healed. They were being healed by what? Handkerchiefs, aprons from Paul. But this, this time around, in Revelation chapter 2, they are no longer. Because you see, God says, remember your first works. How you used to love miracles. How you used to love to see the power of God being demonstrated. And now you are using your wisdom, yourself, your planning, your thinking, and you think you can do it, and, 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 and you are trusting now a neighbor, you are trusting your connection, and you think it's your connection that can help you. You're looking at the friends, and, and you think it's them who can help you. You are no longer trusting God the way you used to do it before. God said, remember where you are fallen and repent. I'm not saying say, being sorry to say, I'm sorry, Lord. No. I'm talking about repentance. You see, it's not remorse. It's not remorse. It is, it is something, you know? It is something when you say, sorry, you too, you're also sorry. Feeling sorry to yourself, not saying sorry to God. You know, you know when you're saying sorry to somebody, and when you are feeling sorry to yourself, and you're also crying like, how could I do this? There are two different sorrows. If somebody comes to you and says, I apologize for what I did yesterday, I apologize. And when somebody comes to you crying and says, I apologize, these two apologies are, t are different. This other one will do it again. They are saying sorry without a broken heart. Says he's near those with a contract spirit. A contract. A broken spirit. Now, hmm, let me share with you for, for what I'm sharing today, okay? Now, the word repent, okay? That's where I will start from today. Uh, in Revelation chapter 2, uh, verse 5, it says what? Remember therefore, when I had fallen, and what? And repent. So tonight, I only want to talk about repent. Just that word, repent. How many are following? How many are following? Now, so when we speak of, of repent, now, when we speak, the word repent from the scripture comes from the Greek word, metame lomai, metame lomai. Now, you don't have to write it, but just, I just want you to write the meaning of it. Which means being sorrowful. Metamelomai. 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 It means to be sorrowful. It's not to say, I'm sorry. No. So here the Bible says, repent. I guess I want to talk about repent. I got something to tell you. Okay? I have something to tell you. Okay? 
So let's, let's, let's see in the New Testament. We will first look at the first preachers who began to preach in the New Testament. And these three preachers are the following names. The first man to preach was John. The second man to preach was Jesus. And the third man to preach was Peter. Now let's find the first preaching of John. Okay? Let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 3. We find John preaching. What was his first sermon? In, in Matthew 3, verse 2. And saying, repent oh, ye. Can you imagine? The first sermon of John, he says what? Repent. repent ye. He says why? For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He says the only way, the only journey, the only key to heaven is what? Repentance. There is nothing else. He says the only thing to do is repent. The first sermon of John is repent. And John finished his sermon with repent. All his ministry was repent. Now let's go to Jesus. Jesus is born. Let's find his very first preaching. Oh my God. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, his very first preaching. What was the very first preaching of Jesus? From the time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent. Stop there. From the time Jesus began to preach and he was saying what? Repent. Repent. Now, I don't, I don't know if you are hearing what I'm trying to say here. It says the first message of Jesus was repent. The first message of John, repent. Oh my God. Are you, are you following? It says repent for what? It says for what? For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So everyone is saying if you want to have access to the kingdom of heaven, repent. In other words, be sorrowful. You know, when you do something wrong, you should feel like this is wrong and repent and ask for forgiveness. And to repent does not only mean to say, forgive me. It means to be sorrowful and stop it. Now, watch this. Now, the Bible says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Is at hand. Now, let's look at, at, at this scripture. Now, go to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. We're going to find the first preaching of Peter. All right, the first preaching of Peter. What does he say? Acts 2, 38. Acts 2, 38 mm. says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Oh my God. Mm, uh -huh. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. So the first sermon of Peter, he says what? Repent. repent. Now, so when we see all these things, we see repent, repent, repent. Okay? Why? It says, if you want your sins to be forgiven. It says, repent your sins. Now, we cannot, you cannot have a journey. Continue with Jesus as I'm praying, um, hallelujah, I'm fasting, and, and ignore the fact that God wants to see your life perfect. He says, I write to you. There's a special letter. I know you are still laboring. I know you are still working. 
I, I know you are still in church. I know you still for. He said, but remember the first works which you had before. And what are the works? The faith you had before. How you used to fellowship. How you used to hunger. How you used to wake up at night and pray. How you used to have this power and energy inside of you. He says, if you will not remember those works and do them. He says, and do them. There was a way to do there. Which I told you last time that that's where the word do comes from. The word poet. All right? It's a, uh, when you look in Greek, that's where the word poet comes from. All right? Which means rearrange or arrange. There must be an arrangement. Arrange. It says do the first works. It says if you will not, it says I will remove the, 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 the candlestick where I put the light. So I'm saying how many Christians have lost their candlesticks? How many are about to be taken, uh, 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 to be stripped off their, their candlestick? And they don't even know. They're like, I'm still praying. I'm still laboring. God says, I know you labor. I know you still work. I know you, still, you are still in church. But remember, he says, and repent. He says, think where you have fallen. Which area have you fallen? So which area? Look, were you like this before? Now, I, I'm just asking your spirit. I'm not asking you as a person. So I don't want you to answer me with your mouth. Your spirit will answer me. Were you like this before? Were you? Your, was your life? Was your life like this? Your spirit must answer. Now, this is, this is spirit to spirit. Were you like this? What's happening right now? God says, rearrange your life. 